Ah, yes. Welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 300, the big 300 here with me. Right now, starting it out, I'm Jim, and I'll be joined by man Matt. Dr. Matt will be with us in just a moment to go through two books, last week's Darth Vader, and then the start of the giant event, the giant event that's going to last months and months and months. Wait, do you hear how long this thing is going to last? And that is War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha number one. Before we do that, let me tell you where you can go and find us all around. Go to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And then if you would love to do it, and we'd love if you would, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience2. Support us for all the shows in this feed, DC feed, manga feed, and get a bunch of Marvel DC, Star Wars, all these things over at the Patreon. You get a bunch of shows. One of the big things being the weekly spotlight where the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, one of the, if not highest level, it is the highest level of the Patreon, they get to pick all of the books that we end up doing. And one of those things is the Patreon-only spotlight. And they ended up picking two pretty big ones, one being the big one, Heroes Reborn number one, and then also America Chavez, Made in the USA, number three. I like both of those. So if you want to listen to both of those podcasts, that go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash science. You can find it all in the show notes and whatnot. But we have one of the longest Star Wars shows that we've done coming up for you. So I'm not going to dilly-dally anymore. Just relax. Listen to us go through Darth Vader. And War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha. All right, and I'm here with my man, Matt. Matt, what's up? Not much. Yeah, we're here to talk two books because we took a break last week. Mm -hmm. And so we're back here with Darth Vader number 11. And then the big thing that we're going to be dominated by for the next month, I mean, I think it's about five months or so that this thing is going to go on. It's the start of the hunt or War of the Bounty Hunters. This is the Alpha. It's a prelude. Uh I don't know. I'm already getting a little, not irritated, but it's not all of this book's fault, but it's the idea that I don't know that I need another big event. Even if Mm -hmm. it is a Star Wars one, this is the biggest one we've had. Kind of excited to go into it. But once I saw that checklist and then even reading (laughs) this first issue, which is okay, it just seems a forced way to get things started. In my mind, I start to get, you know, Kind yep. of a little bit of a flashbacks or whatever to yeah, or the realm. You have PTSD from King of Black, King of Black and you have all that. All of this stuff. It, it ends up being like, oh my God. And I, I don't know. It's like one of those things like you're looking forward to say, I can't wait to get to college. Then you get to college and then you see all the damn work you got to do. <laughs> and you're like, oh man. And that's kind of what I felt by the end because of that checklist and how many books there are. But we're reading most of them. So that's fine. I mean, we were going to be doing it anyway. But we're going to start with Darth Vader, and it is Star Wars Darth Vader number 11, written by Greg Pak, art by Raphael Anko, colors by Naraj Menon, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Darth Vader survives every single one of the Emperor's tests, the assassin Ochi and his droid crush, the Umbaran's fleet of Star Destroyers, even the mighty tentacled horror from Red Space is no match for the Dark Lord. Now Vader bends the monster from a Red Space to his will through the... Though are through the dark side of the force and begins an assault on Palpatine's secret world of Exegol. And yeah, you're getting a lot of Exegol stuff here that ends up, you know, 
almost like you have Greg Pak doing the legwork that they didn't do to the sequels. Mm-hmm. You know, like when all of a sudden you saw, oh my God, they have a fleet of Star Destroyers. I still don't necessarily understand all of what was going on, but at least you see it here as if yeah. it was a thing all along. Right, you yeah. kind of can uh, say, oh, okay. the emperor is still alive, and we have a hundred ships. Okay, yeah, great. Like, okay. and and it's funny too because when you see those ships, every time I see this kind of look here, it's like it looks like they're all in a hospital, like they're in a hospital bed, and they're nursing them back to health. These ships. Also, why <laughs> do the ships necessarily have to look like the standard star destroyers? That was one thing that bothered me mm-hmm. about it. Like, why why don't you upgrade a little? Yeah, like Next make level. something like really, but you have. They have to do it this way because of the movie. But I, I wish that it looked a little more like it was something different, something darker and sinister. But you end up in this issue where Darth Vader comes back, Palpatine, but he's coming back with a vengeance, as they said. And that the problem is you have him on the tentacled horror from Red Space, you know, mm-hmm. coming in. Ochi shows up first and is like, oh, my God. You know, Ochi goes back and forth in this. Yep. Like He's there as the sniveling, whining jerk to the Emperor. But he seems to hope maybe that Darth Vader can do something because maybe Darth would treat him better. I don't know because <laughs> he goes back and forth. But you have Darth show up. And then you have parts where I, I did get a little lost for a second of it. Is Ochi saying that? Is that, that sounds like, oh, it's yeah, the, the narrator. Yeah, there yeah, was, yeah, there there was mean, a weird deal that maybe weird. because you have Darth Vader. With the black, you know, word bubbles, mm-hmm. I wish that they would have something a little for different for the Emperor. Yeah. I know that we get into crazy stuff like at DC with the uh, the Batman Who Laughs, which was black with red, and that was mm-hmm. hard to read. But maybe just white with red, as because you have him laughing at one point in red, but... He's got it, that I, annoying voice that would work for him, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I got a little bit... It only took a second, but still, it did throw me off a bit. Yep. But we're just going to have... A big battle with the idea that this is one of those things that, you know, can annoy people with the idea Darth has a plan and it's like the heist movies. You know, oh, my God, we did it. At the end, you find out, no, no, no. The other guy's plan all along was that plan because they had a second plan and we're doing that plan. It Mm -hmm. ends up, oh, you did all that. Well, I prepared for that. And we have a monster battle, but it's not like. Is that like almost supposed to get on the hype of the Kong versus Godzilla type deal, this monster battle? It's a big kaiju so, battle. Yeah. yeah, but it's not well done here. No. It's really quick. All it does is you, you have set up Darth Vader as being a badass all through this arc, right? Oh, my God. The Emperor threw all this stuff at him. Now, Darth Vader, he's ready to take But we know he can't take it back yet. He, mm-hmm. We still have another movie where he is even worse off in my mind until the end where he is really letting the Emperor walk all over him yep. and do things to Luke. So what are you going to do? You just end up making the Emperor two times the badass, uh, which which isn't out of character or anything or out of the ordinary. But it's pretty cool. I do think, though, that one of the things that makes me laugh, we really like that idea of little Darth. You know, the last issue where they add the circle, boy, they go full in on that. Yeah, the scale is incredible in this. Yeah, yeah. So you you have that going on. Mm -hmm. Even when you have the little emperor where he is getting the monster and making it kill itself as Darth is pleading, fight back, fight back. (laughs) And, And that's the thing is like, when Darth says that, because it is strangling itself, I yeah, was like, are so you, is he saying fight back from the monster? Is he saying the Emperor, no, 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 fight me? It's like a weird, I thought through this whole thing, he's like, come on, I want to see your face, I'm going to do this. And he is trash talking, but 
gets killed. Emperor Darth comes and kind of kneels right away. It looks like like he's already, but that's not enough for the emperor. Mm-hmm. Where he says, "You, you got to feel pain. I sense this, you know, fear and regret and sadness, whatever." And remember, that was the whole thing that this was all about. The emperor yep. did this so that Darth would forget his nonsense and get back to what's going on. And then you just have him here. And the Emperor's like, nope, didn't work, so I got to do more. But how much more can you do? I mean, it's just more fights. And you are on Exegol. You do get then attacked by all of these, you know, potential Sith warrior deal where they even say, where Ochi's there to just say, I thought you were the only Sith. Well, I am, but these could be, you know, you have all this stuff going on, the Exegol stuff. And he just fights them. It's badass. I mean, there's tons of them at one point when he grabs all of their knives, knives out. Yeah. Man, that's badass. I mean, yep. it really is. And kills them all while Ochi's just behind just yelling and <laughs> screaming at him and we're going to do this. And the Emperor's making you suffer. All that stuff. But yeah, it's just, again, like a walking tour of Exegol now. Oh, my God. Here's a bunch of fleet of Star Destroyers. Oh, my God. They are powered by the Kyber Crystals. More so than any lightsaber in the history of the world. Like, they're ton- then the idea, they're living crystals. We have to torture them. So as you don't see a whip. That would have been it. good. Yeah, well, You see at one point, it's just like they have hired freaking Jawas to stab it with knives. Yeah, There's those Jawas, kyber- you think I wasn't wanted to ask you? Yeah, I, I think thought they, they were. were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that when you get the you know, Ugnats Jawas, you just, <laughs> whoever's there. Um, yeah, just even that. It seems to me like it's big, but then I'm just at the end. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see you things in the sequel. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're not going to deal with this stuff at this moment anymore. We're, we're going off. This is just to show you that we have the connection, and you're jumping a lot of time frame with that jumping. You know, the whole Return of the Jedi, and then jumping off into the sequels. But w- we have liked seeing some things, some some little you know Easter eggs and stuff like that. I don't know. This almost seemed. It's, a little over the top to serve a different purpose than just having. It, I think because it ties into. I know you hate the prequels, but probably the, the ties into that last movie. And I know we're not, both not fans of that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, though, even the sexical stuff. Then you go into the last movie, Return yeah, of Skywalker, like, the sequel. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's just the whole deal. It's it's doing more to for that than actually. We already got what we needed out of this. In my mind, we we already got Darth Vader. Reminding us, you know what, even though he does all this stuff, whatever, he is a badass. And if things would have went his way, he might have been able to be the Emperor himself uh, before Return of the Jedi. They didn't go his way, but it sets out that whole doubt in his mind Mm -hmm. and that stuff that he's, you know, always thinking of Luke trying to figure out stuff. So you get that. But then at the very end, you just basically have the Kyber crystals kind of, you know, Flowing over the the deal over Ochi and Darth, and he remembers Luke this one last time, and then says, uh, "I'm with you, Master." But you had mm-hmm. to, you had to have liked it when Ochi's helmet fell off and then his eyes burned. Yeah, it was okay. And now he's now he's working. <laughs> now he's blind. Yeah, we'll have to see how Ochi. <laughs> Why goes did his helmet here. fall off? That doesn't make I don't any know. sense. And, and again, now he'll have the foresight because again, that's Ochi's deal was the tie-in to the uh, sequels too, because they found yeah. a ship that was the ship that. That was on Tatooine at the point. So, yeah, you know, it ends. <laughs> I like the art. We're doing this pretty quick because we had missed the, the art is pretty the good. week. But yeah, yeah, what's that? The art is great. I like. Yeah, the art, the art is great. It? So overall, I'm going to give this a seven. I love this arc. This was just let's end it and get going, especially because we have, you know, War of the Bounty Hunters coming. We, well, we can't prolong this anymore, and it didn't need to be prolonged. I just 
thought it was a shame that after all of this, where I said all the time, it's a tough thing to write. You're writing between movies. We know what happens in Return of the Jedi. So what was set up was pretty cool. We know that he has to go back to the Emperor. I just thought that it was kind of like, well, here we go. Emperor's badass still. Take Garth. Let's go. You still think it'll look go. I don't know how else you could have ended it, but it just ended up to me kind of like, okay. And and it does say to be continued. So this storyline yeah. will have to pick up later after, I guess, the War of the Bounty Hunters because you end up having, you know, all these people, including the one woman there that – uh, Darth yeah. wanted info on things like that, and Ochi with now a band around his eyes. Yep. <laughs> he has like a, a scarf around his eyes now, which is kind of a cool look. So, <laughs> and and I believe that is his kind of look. So that also explains that. But uh, what would you give it? Uh, yeah, I'll go with a seven too. I mean, yeah. I, I would have liked it to be not say to be continued and maybe finalized yeah. it in this issue. But yeah, I mean, because we got so- Han-, Han Solo on the cover with Chewbacca next issue. So. Yeah. A weird-looking Han, too. Yeah. Look at that Han. Does not look like Han to me. And Chewie's having a bad hair day. In yeah, there. But yeah, that and, that, and that's hair. the deal where, oh, my God. Darth, like, it'd be funny where Darth gets involved in the War of the Bounty Hunters, but he actually, you know, obviously gave Han to, uh, what's it called, to Boba. Well, yep. What would he be that concerned with now? So maybe we'll see some flashback stuff or whatever. But um, going forward now, we have the Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha. Number one, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you right away, I think the art in this is incredible as well. I, the, the Star Wars books are really, really good with the art. They really are. And this is Charles Sewell. So he is the guy who's, you know, kind of, it's funny too, because you don't get a lot of talk about Charles Sewell almost being like the Hickman mm-hmm. of the Star Wars deal, but it seems he is. Seems like he but is. But you don't really get that. But that's what, and so he does this, which is good. You have the big guy who's doing the regular Star Wars deal, also doing a lot of the High Republic books and stuff, actual uh, books, things. So he is getting this together. And we don't know what the war, war of the bounty hunters. I, I, I sit there and think, like, they're always at war. Like, they all hate each other. So what is this? <laughs> I thought this was going to be, and maybe this is kind of generic and it wouldn't have been, and it still might, but the idea, oh, no, Boba got Han Solo. I'm going to get that Han Solo. And plus, I don't like Boba. And you were just going to have a wild chase after mm-hmm. Boba and Boba teaming up with, you know, Dengar, all these things going on. Um, but what we do get in this is a way that everybody might be chasing down Han himself, including Boba. But I just thought that this this gets you on board, but not having a lot of Boba in the book so far having this and then going through a lot of stuff just to, at the end, have Boba lose track of Han, the thing that is the most important thing in the world to him, the universe right now, for him to just go off and leave, you know, Han without really even seeing. I wish that we saw some process of him, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have this because I can't get him. He just kind of leaves to go and fight Mm -hmm. to be able to get money so a doctor can save Han and the Carbonite. Also, Here's me. And and again, I don't really read a lot of the expanded stuff. I didn't read the post, you know, the stuff that we kind of wiped out when Marvel took over. But still, why does Jabba need Han alive anyway? You know what I mean? It, he mm-hmm. ends up yeah, using him he? as a decoration. He did yeah. not unfree. Like, it'd be one thing if he thought, okay, I'm going to clone him. But even then, I don't know that you need him alive. Also, is he going to work off his debt sitting there? I mean, I if it is a deterrent, for people hey look han didn't pay me and he's right there it really doesn't matter if he's alive or dead in that carbonite 
Well, they, nobody they will didn't, know. They didn't just use it for transport because he didn't un, un, he didn't take him out of the carbonite. Like you're yeah, right. So. And that's the thing. They used this all just to make sure that they could transport Luke Skywalker to the Emperor. That that's all that Han was in. He was a test. And in the meantime, it, it was something that Jabba was paying for. So Boba involved gets it and goes off. He was just a beta test to mm-hmm. see if the carbonite freezing would work. We see here that might not. You know, it, it does, but doesn't. But with that again. There's there's some things in here, and I'm, I'll go with the whole deal. I don't mind, and I'm not going to say I'm going to pick apart. Oh, what would Jabba be doing? Why would he care if he's alive or dead? Whatever. That that's what they're saying. But there's other things involved in this that end up to me just kind of making it so that you could milk out an issue here for an alpha issue to then get to the point where the big thing is, you know, Han got stolen, and now you know Boba's involved. Jabba's pissed. So Jabba already, you can tell, is going to be hiring some people to go see what the hell Boba's up to. Yeah. In the meantime, you're going to have other people find out, oh, my God, you know, J- Boba fumbled. I mean, Boba Fett just fumbled at the goal line. They could go and grab Han and, and score a touchdown, and you're going to have all this stuff going. But I just thought it was a little forced. But Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha number one. It is written by Charles Sewell. Color art by Laura Martin. Illustrated by Steve McNiven. And letters by VCs Travis Lanhan. And you don't really have any sort of recap that much because we're, we're going into this, but we have this. Boba Fett, the galaxy's most dangerous hunter, claims the bounty of notorious smuggler and rebel officer on Solo. Jabba the Hutt eagerly awaits Fett's delivery of Solo's carbonite frozen body off Tatooine, where the crime lord will exact his final revenge. Uh, and is that it? That he just wants to unfreeze him and kill him? He, he doesn't <laughs> seem to do it, but Mm-mm. Han Solo's debt is thus paid, but Boba is desperate for a payday himself. So you see that he's talking to Bib Fortuna, the worst person Yuck. in the entire galaxy. And, hey, what's going on? You know, and we've already seen that there's been a delay. Don't really know the full delay, except now we do a different time, you know, going back, whatever, because Han is having some, you know, not carbonite sickness, because that's later when you come out, but it's he's decaying he's getting mold he's unfreezing at the i yeah. don't know is he moving or is he just getting that cr- that rust on him is that yeah, what's I think happening it's just like he's not like, moving is, is that something like it's like a you know wheat rust like yeah. this could cause the whole you know dust bowl of carbonite freezing <laughs> uh because he's there and something's happening now boba seems to understand there is a beep beep and he's checking things i don't know why he knows so much about the controls at this point anyway but and i'd be pissed because remember the ugnats went over and checked the sit it's good they gave the thumbs up <laughs> like this damn ugnats they, yeah. they should have used jawas uh but yeah with that <laughs> he sees it oh no there's problems he ends up calling his doctor and again this this is all it serves a purpose and it's all but what would this doctor know about carbonite freezing up because he ends up calling him and he says oh this is what you get i'm not surprised with an organic inside well this might be one of the first times i don't know Mm -hmm. and so he seems to know exactly what to do but what could you do without unfreezing him and just having him there in this block of carbonite well what is he gonna do put a little wd-40 on it i i I just wonder also to me boba he ends up just listening to too many people in this for me to think how Boba would usually work and whatnot. And I also never would think, and it's just me, that Boba would ever get to a point where he has zero credits. 
Like you, you would think he has some money squirreled mm-hmm. away. And that's where I said, when he, carbonite matrix is unstable, we're going to have to do this. It's going to cost you never saying a price. And I wish that you had a full out price mention because there is money changing hands later, but it must not be enough. Or he, he has to kill this woman, but why doesn't he just take the money at all? swirls around well like if, I'm, if i'm boba here i'm uh, take the movie out of it what we know about the movie yeah. but i would just unfreeze him and put him in some handcuffs yeah yeah that's like, true. Why, why does he need to be in this again you're you're going with the idea i think that he wouldn't know how to do that but he's hitting the, the deal and looking yeah. he knows how to I mean, read it yeah actually i would have said to this doctor even let's take you him know, out because yeah how much is it going to cost to push a button yeah. Because Leia does, and yeah. he unfreezes. So that is true. That now it's getting me more mad. <laughs> because yeah, he's just doing this for easy transport, and that's all it was for again, transport. It wasn't Boba's idea to put him in the carbonite. It wasn't Jabba's idea to put him in the carbonite. That was yeah. Darth Vader's Jabba's idea. Jabba's not specifying that he has no. to be in carbonite. No, he just needs to be alive. Yes. Darth Vader needed it tested because Luke was going to go in there after he ends up taking him down on Bespin. So yeah, just hey. Screw this. I mean, already it's almost like you're adding extra steps that are already causing problems. So why wouldn't he just mm-hmm. unfreeze him yeah, there you go. and, and you know, put him in a cell or whatever? Because he is a bounty hunter. He's done this. This I thought that the idea of having the carbonite and even seeing it in the Mandalorian, like this does end up eventually, you know, pretty much revolutionizing, I believe, the bounty hunter business yep. where you do, you, you shouldn't have. But at this stage, you're having problems. Stop. Plus, this guy's like, yeah, you're going to have to give me, oh, I'll give you credits. Uh, you know, also, here's the thing. <laughs> I just, I think that this issue does not serve Boba Fett well. Now, Boba Fett, it's well known amongst the bounty hunters that he has Han Solo, right? You don't just tell a doctor who doesn't know that. You don't tell this guy whether or not you trust him or not. You don't sit there and say, hey, by the way, I have one of the most notorious criminals with a huge bounty on his head. That's him right there. And now I'm going to leave. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you don't I sit mean, there. He should just have the doctor say, who, who is this? That's You're not supposed to ask me that. Like that, that would be something if he's dealt with this guy. This guy knows no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Money exchanged. I'll do the job. I don't want to hear anything about him. Boba's not going to tell him. And yet he says it, which should be the thing that rings in this guy's head. Okay. Well, but if he just goes, beep, 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 oh, no, he's dead. I'll take him off your hand. <laughs> yeah, just the idea. Also, I think Bubba would have put a gun right in his freaking mouth and well, said, "You do it now. You do you it trust, now, or I'll kill you." Would you trust a doctor that has uh, feathers for a mustache? No, I wouldn't trust any of them. And a goatee. I mean, the goatee's <laughs> bad enough. What's it? Hey, doc, you gonna go and get your hookah and do some hacky sack? Get out of here! But also, remember where this goes down. Remember by the end where you end up having Han stolen. Because it's here, because you even see those tanks and things. Mm-hmm. So he just left, he left on with this, this doctor. He just left the thing that's the most, but that's not a Boba Fett thing. Mm-mm. And again, I'm not the world's most renowned, knowledgeable person of Boba Fett. I'm going more of the gut feeling of what I think, where Boba Fett, when he showed up where these bounty hunters were all hired and he's looking over, it's like Bosk, Tengar, like screw this. And I, I didn't even think in my mind, I know that it is the bounty and all that. For some reason, I always took it, and maybe this was just me making Boba more of a badass in my mind. 
he was just doing it to do it and show that he was the best. Like in my mind, I don't know why, but Boba's <laughs> like living a, like a Rockefeller, but he just keeps doing it because that's what he does and he's the best at it. Yeah. Uh, but he has no money. He leaves Han and Carbonite with this doctor who he, and tells him it's Han. I'm surprised that this guy gets killed and, and actually doesn't just say, hey, everybody, come and get this and go. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have money. I don't have any money, you know, whatnot. Okay, well, he says, you can go and, and instead of paying me, how about you go and kill somebody for me? Now, again, I could say that maybe a thing that you could have Boba do is just go and do some other bounty and get some money. Mm -hmm. The other thing about this is time seems to be of the essence. There's no reason for this doctor to start working on Han until he gets that money. He's already said that. Yep. So, But time is of the essence. You can't spend a year trying to get some things or kill somebody. Han is going to die. So you never get a real time frame, which I think that's a, a real bad problem that they run into where Charles Sewell's like, well, we have to have him do this, but he, he has to be you know, timely. So let's not say the time because he basically, it, it's like March Madness here. It, it's a gladiatorial round robin fight, it seems. And not even round robin, it's an elimination tournament. But he ends up having to go through a whole bunch of fights. Yep. To World get combat to style. a champion. How long is this taking? How long is this going on that Han is getting the rust? The old carbonite rust. In reality, a week, but according to this, an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even at one point, they try to get by it saying one guy, man, you really rose the ranks quick. No, what, what, here's the deal. Script doctoring is, this is what you do because he says, okay. You want me to you want me to fight this bug lady? You want me to fight the spider lady? Mm. You want me to kill her? Okay, what do I have to do? Get in the tournament. Well, you know the Kanji gang. I'm not real liked by them. So what am I going to do? I can't show up as Boba Fett. Whatever. Oh, we'll we'll pimp your Beskar. Is what happens. Mm -hmm. We're going to paint you black, and then we're going to send it off. Why couldn't you have just had it that he fights one fight? Right? Just you like, sit back and enjoy. Matt, I'm gonna talk. <laughs> you fight one fight I already said to you before I was bitching then The idea that Boba just paints his best guard black And says he's Django And nobody can make the connection When he's so, you know, hated by it Why, why don't they recognize this And then say the best way to get rid of Boba right now Is boom, you're in the championship fight Because you're going to die There's mm -hmm. no way you can win And we'll set it up so you don't I think that that serves every purpose there You don't have to go through a montage Of all these fights where he's beheading everyone. He really mm -hmm. does want to behead everyone. Uh, <laughs> instead, you just have them like, oh, like, like they even come to locker. Okay, you won your first fight. What's going on next? Oh, you, you're in the championship. What? We know it's you, Boba. I mean, you just use spray paint on your deal. We hate you, so we're going to make money. The money that you owe us or whatnot or whatever you did, we're going to make it right now because you are going to be killed by our champion. Now, obviously, it comes out that he wins. Mm -hmm. And that would even make them more pissed off. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. set this up. He almost, not in the way that he's supposed to be taking a fall, but they think that they're going to set that up. Now they look foolish. And, and don't just have at the end, uh, keep your money. Have them come in guns a-blazing and he just runs off. Like, I, I want people to not be so happy with everything that's going on here. Boba, he doesn't mind. Oh, Doc, you won't take my credit after all these years? All right, I'll go kill somebody for you. I'll go in this tournament. and. I said, you don't have a time frame, but you also don't have money set up, which I think is another thing that they had to go a little coy with because he does go through a bunch of fights every time it seems you triple, triple your winnings. Yeah. 
At the end, the one guy says, oh, man, that was quick. (laughs) I wanted him to say, that was a hot afternoon. You're in the championship. (laughs) Oh, okay. What are you going to do? What do you mean? I'm in the championship. I'm going to win. I'm going to fight. Oh, most of the people just take their winnings and bail then. Could it be that those winnings are enough money to pay the doctor? We never were told the amount. Time is of the essence. Not and, and I say this, it's twofold. Time is of the essence. Han's dying, right? Yep. Jabba's already got Bib Fortuna on the line, bitching and moaning and eating his butt out that he needs to get to Tatooine with Han. There is time of the essence twice over, and yet he's just fighting a tourney. He's just fighting around. So at the end when they're like, oh, most people go and take the money. He's like, oh, crap. I forgot that was an option. Sayonara, Be- sucker. Because the and, doctor will take either the money or killing the spider monster. Yeah, yeah. Either it one. It wasn't like the idea of honor of, well, now that I mentioned killing the spider lady, yeah. y- you can't give me the money. Because I would think overall, the revenge of Wyram, I think, is is less than actually getting the money. He's just like, well, yeah, get the money. I, I think, think that the doctor, the doctor should have just said. Time is of the essence. The only way you're going to get this money is by also killing somebody. You don't even have to have the doctor say anything about having revenge or anything. Just Mm-mm. say the money is this tournament in the back. You get Boba pissed off. Why didn't you tell me who was the? You know, oh, I just it just ends up like a forced deal. It, it looks badass. Yeah, Boba pimping his Beskar. As I said, he blacks he spray paints. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that also makes me laugh, the idea that, oh, no, they're going to recognize me. Well, let me spray paint you. All right, there you he go. He changes and, nothing about it, just it's black. No. That's the only difference. And, and it's funny, too, at first, what I thought, and I was really angry, then I realized the second time. I actually thought he said, I can't fight in the Beskar because they'll try to just grab it from me. Like, the Beskar that I'm wearing right now is worth 10 times what any of this tournament. Yes. Is gonna do. I thought that was it. No, I'll spray paint it. I'm, oh, so then I'm like, oh no, no, no. The Kanji gang are, you know, they're not so hip with him. Again, though, you're in a tournament that they're making money either way, whatnot. And then you get a tournament that is set up where they're also doing these bets, but not doing enough in my mind. Yeah, they set up this last arena to pretty much be a giant spider web from her home web, mm-hmm. but. That's not enough if you're also double dipping and own all the like you are the game is yours. Why are you going like making it somewhat but it's so ridiculous <laughs> that at the end it's like, oh no, you can't leave. You can't retire now because you have to pay us back the money that we lost by betting against you. I'm like, really, you, you agree? Where's the logic in that? I, it just that's I don't know. You're the one that bet wrong, not me. Why are you bothering yeah, me? And then and the thing is they can do whatever they want, but can they? Because this this is a thing where I, this is what gets me. He's not enslaved like we normally have in these things. You're, mm-hmm. you're a slave. You're your planet. Hulk, you know, World War Hulk. Your planet Hulk. You're you're there. Oh, you got to fight for your freedom. Little do you know, there, there's no freedom, right? Those sort of things. It's the movie Gladiator. He's a yep. slave. It becomes a deal. Spartacus. Yeah, whatever. Th- all of them. This yeah. is Boba Fett signing up for a fighting tournament. Uh, so why? have any rules and why not like it's so ridiculous i mean at the end you, you would have thought that they'd have a sniper waiting just to shoot boba if he happens to be close to winning it's it's okay it shows you a lot of you know badass boba and i have a feeling that people are furious with us right now about how much <laughs> i am picking this apart and i'm not liking it it's just the idea though that 
I just, I didn't need, you know, five different directions to get to a forced ending. Uh, this whole fight is just to show because we haven't had a lot of Boba, like I said. So you're showing Boba. Everybody knows Boba. It's not like we need a power set or an origin, anything like that. But I guess you want to start off by showing that Boba's badass. And I think that the main thing is show Boba's badass because at the end we're going to show that he's a moron. I mean, really, uh, because he ends up winning. They're saying you got to stay. But if you give us your winnings, it like, but it doesn't matter at that point. He only needed to kill the, you know, spider lady. Didn't need to get the money. We've already done that, but we didn't need have any. And then you end up having uh, a bunch of guys go and kill the doctor to then take on. Now, did the guy here on, you know, he's listening to AM sports radio <laughs> and they're talking about this tournament. Oh my God. It's, it's August madness here. And <laughs> this just in Django, which he says his name is Django because, you know, he has to come up with a, a name that nobody would know and picks, you know, he could go with Bob, but, uh, Hey, Django, this crazy new recruit for the t- – he won. Oh, my God, it's a Cinderella story. Where's Raleigh Massimo? You end up – this is basically Villanova, uh, you know, beating mm-hmm. Georgetown back in the day. So then he started working because if he's not, what's up with Han when these guys grab him? They kill the doctor, grab Han, and go. And then I'm like, why didn't you take him back to Slave 1? Why didn't you lock him up somewhere? Why did you just leave him in this place that you didn't even check to see if it was secure? Anything about it on a planet that you're just stopping on. That's nonsense. That's complete and utter nonsense, especially for Boba Fett. For anybody who's a professional in a job, you you would not do this. Well, the the Mandalorian did a lot of that. He would leave the uh, the child with a bunch of random people in the show. That's the thing. You say that a a lot of times people criticized him for taking him everywhere. You know, they're they're yeah, watching. He a did fight. a lot of that too. You're he right. He had him with him at one point. Was mm-hmm. always like, "Why'd you bring a child to this boxing match?" And you know, and and basically, he was inconsistent. Though he took it with yeah. him. Sometimes he left it. Still, you know. that's the thing. That's Mando. And, <laughs> you know, this is Boba with the thing there that is his only. It seems to be now since he's broke his ticket to you know being rich Rockefeller that I thought he was. Then all the, the other thing that gets me is I think that what we're going to have by the end, I think that what they're going to do in a, in a kind of to try to make a clever twist, because you've always set this up. Jabba ain't so happy with Boba, right? But mm-hmm. Boba ends up being in Jabba's palace. And, and so I think that what it's going to be, OK, you're going to it's, it's going to be like this tournament. You're going to have to work off some debt now because of how long it took you to get here. Why would, yeah. why would Boba stay? You know, maybe it's that's his meal ticket, whatnot. But I think that that's what's going to end up by the end of this is that it explains why Bobo is still hanging in the, you know, in Jabba's palace mm-hmm. when you end up. And, you know, when he when he goes and gives the, the nod to Leia, who's that Bausha, you know, I, yeah. I like that. But at the end, yeah, even have, you know, Bib calling again because Jabba, he can't call. He's doing his hookah over there. He's getting high. <laughs> and so Bib's all like, all right, I'll call. And, and it's funny because I take Bib as definitely the flavor Flav for Jabba. Hype and man. he's like his hype man. Yeah. But he calls up. And, and again, I don't know the idea. And maybe this is me again. But I think that and you, you kind of gave me the <laughs> idea here so that you, you, it's your fault. I'm getting a vibe that they're making Boba more like Mando in this because again when he's there and almost rubbing his temple about 
who it's gonna like almost now you have turned Han into the child. You have turned Han yeah, this into is... that for him to chase it down. And it's not it's not Boba to me. The Boba to me with what little we did see. And again, this is not the old expanded university. Don't tell me he's read Tales of the Bounty Hunter and he's doing I'm going with what we see. And I'm mainly, like I said, more of a a, a movie guy. So you want to think of Boba's badass. And and Mando's badass, but Mando ends up having that heart that he didn't know he had and ends up where it's always like the next thing that goes wrong for him to then try to go and has a connection. And I really do think now that you said it, I'm really angry because, yeah, this feels like you're trying to make Uh, this into the Mandalorian with the child being taken. And that's nonsense. That's this nonsense. is exactly like I'm picturing Pedro Pascal's voice in my head when I'm yeah. reading this. Yeah, and when there, you there's... see that, when he's like, it's going to be a minute, it just doesn't feel like it was it the, feels the like image. Uh, the image where he's going and talking to the the gangsters, and he's got mm-hmm. the blood, the the monsters, spider monsters, blood all yeah, over him. Yeah, yeah. That picture of him looks exactly like a shot from the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what they're trying. And I, I'm not. Gonna it doesn't look like Boba at all. You know what I mean? I'm not. Gonna, and and just the idea too that you spray paint the arm. <laughs> it, it, it almost seems like you're definitely trying to get away from Boba to, to get it towards more of the Mandalorian. Because deal. Mandalorian's a little more fleshed out, and it's it's Boba's just in a couple scenes. I mean, you yeah. know, they're, 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 he doesn't have as much of a history unless and, they're. And you know what? I don't the, know. The thing to me again, in my mind. I, I want to reverse the scene where you end up with this. Like, does the doctor know? It seems to be that's the go-to guy. It, you know, he's Harvey Keitel in, in Pulp Fiction. When when crap goes real bad with Bo, but he doesn't know where to go, he calls him the fixer. Uh, but with that, <laughs> I wish that they knew each other a little more so you got that kind of connection so that you would think that Boba was thinking it's safe to leave Han and Carbonite with him. But also the idea where, hey, you got to fight in this fight. And he's like, oh, man, I'll, I'll do that. A fight? Yeah, it's been a while since I did some gladiatorial fights. That's cool. And then have the doctor say, whoa, 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 just I have to warn you, though. It's the Kanji gang, and they don't like you. Remember what happened? Do a, do a Star Wars deal. Remember what happened off there on Candlebite? You know, just throw mm-hmm. that in, as always. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, how about this? I'll paint your armor black. And then Boba says, no, no, no. These colors don't run. I don't care if they hate me. I'm going to do this, and they're going to know it was me because I don't give a crap about yeah, them. Yeah, that's more. I'm better. They have not ever. Like, yeah, you say they're mad at me and after me. They ain't caught me yet. I'm just going to walk in right there, and I'm going to do what I have to do, and that's going to be even better for me. He he might even say, you know what? A normal day, I would have just done this for fun. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I would have liked that, but, like, the idea that he's, you know, hiding the deal, but yet he's leaving Han there, then – when you said that at the end, it is, it, it's baby Yoda. I hate to say baby Yoda because some people got the a child. Play. You know, I'm talking Grogu Ren. Or he still thinks is. it's baby Yoda. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is that. And again, what I was going to say before I started talking about that nonsense and whatever, um, I don't blame them, but I do kind of because you're never going to get the people who did enjoy The Mandalorian to suddenly become comic book fans because you're kind of aping a story in a way that isn't that like how are the people who would love the mandalorian but not read star wars comics even know that that's the case here mm-hmm. uh because even if i went to somebody oh my god it's just like the mandalorian what baby yoda's in it well no 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 it, it's it's han and carbonite mostly there's people who drive me nuts who's han <laughs> what's carbonite that sounds that's like brandon would say yeah and, no or, idea or it's i know what brandon would say han yeah i'm out 
they would just sell yeah so hopefully this is just us thinking this this is just us but (laughs) boy at the end when he gets you're right that that it lowers my doesn't lower my score actually (laughs) i'm like well whatever they're they're doing this because i had issues going in where that was so forced you're forcing it into that i just hope that it is not that surface level where me and you sit there every issue going up there they go they i mean i'm telling you if they end up going up to a guy and saying hey i need directions to the bar and then the guy's like, oh, go over there. That's the way? Yes, that is the way. I'm, uh, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know, now, if you end up starting throwing all this, they'll have little Easter eggs and stuff. <laughs> oh, I'll be so mad. Uh, but, yeah, you go to the end, and just before we give our score, you look at this. Now, this is the thing with it, okay? We're going to talk about the idea that this is a huge – and they they keep saying – this is the biggest crossover event for Star Wars. I, I, I think this might be one of the biggest crossover events, period. And, <laughs> it, it, you know, we're, what, what date is it? It's what? It was just May the 4th, so a little shout out there. But it's May the 7th, right? May the 7th. <laughs> this goes on until the end of October. We will be probably doing a podcast the week of freaking Halloween to finish this up. And that is daunting. That is uh, that I just I can't so, wrap my head around that. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. the amount of issues—that's one thing. Uh, 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 what's good about this is it's not—you know—you're going to have some other little things there. You have an IG88, you know, but at least there's no possible way that you have an Avengers, you know, booker. So at least you don't have that. So it's a long time. Instead of it being so many issues, this is not a King and Black eighty issue event. This is a Star Wars months and months and months. And that is that's scary because if for some reason we get to June and you don't like what happens in, say, Star Wars number 14 or and also just we have to get to June to get to number one. More than yeah, that's the real start of it. That's the Yeah. So when you get to June at the, and you don't like it. Or July, where we get Bounty Hunters 14, you're like, I'm not really into the story. You have now cut out almost the whole entire Star Wars line of books for people until, you know, pretty much November. And, you know, you could read The High Republic. That seems to be, you know, going its own thing, whatever. And some people like it mean you don't necessarily. But you're going to be pretty much pulling the rug out of your entire line so they i'll give them they have the balls they're they're risking this because if you do that you know and then come back in november where oh my god matt they're getting back to the darth story where him and all those guys with the emperor got you're gonna be like i'm done yeah please (laughs) don't there are jumping on points and they're jumping off points and hopefully this is more of the jumping on point but i don't know again how you're going to get non-Star Wars comic readers to actually jump on. I think that you're trying to maintain what you have, but I think that you're right. The way you do is to try to ape the Mandalorian and have people go, oh my God, this is like the Mandalorian. This is just like it. And uh, I don't know that that will serve the purpose. I I hate to be negative about something that I really love because Star Wars is one. I I got in a kind of an argument with a lady on Twitter this week, Uh just about Star Wars, just, out of nowhere where if i see somebody bad mouth the whole star wars you know whole deal all of the movies i get upset because i do personally like the original trilogy so i will always get in and say well i like the original trilogy but yeah i i I understand that people didn't like this that or the other thing and whatnot but what happens is and why i wanted to bring this up 
is the idea that you there's people right there. You look in the mirror, you people, because when I grew up and even during the prequels, which were very divisive, it wasn't the idea that you wanted to strangle your fellow Star Wars fan. Yeah, I'd sit there and say, really? You liked, you know, Phantom Menace more than New Hope? Oh, my goodness. I, I might want to find new friends or smarter <laughs> ones, right? But I was, it was, but once you had The Last Jedi and all of the stuff going on where you ended up having a divide to the point where Star Wars fans are looked at now as the most toxic fans there are in fandom, that is so, it's heartbreaking to me because that wasn't the case. I told you and I told, all the other podcasts. I'll bring Star Wars up in any podcast I do. And I tell you that that's how I made almost all of my lifelong friends through Star Wars, not enemies, not, you know, toxic, whatever. It was because of the love of Star Wars. And then, yeah, you branch off, obviously, except my one friend who went full out. That guy's crazy. <laughs> uh, but now it's looked at as the most toxic. And, and that's just that's ridiculous. And thanks. Thanks, people. <laughs> is the deal because now when I start to say something, me and you, we don't really like High Republic, all of a sudden it becomes a big fight. We're afraid yep. that people are going to say we're this. If I don't like this, oh, you're not a Star Wars fan. There was never the idea of that. Oh, I don't like, you know, I- I'm a Luke guy, but nobody was going to kill me because they were a Han guy or they weren't going to say that I was, you know, bull- I just, I don't know. I don't know. That Ryan Johnson. Thanks, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> ah. But yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know why I'm ranting on this because Mandalorians <laughs> seem to be getting everyone back. So they all, if they throw in Mandalorian true. stuff here, maybe everybody will love it. But, but there, is I, a, uh, there is a Boba Fett show coming out now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. there's also a, um, I believe, like a Mandalorian comic coming out. So, you know, yeah, you cool, have the stuff going. I don't know. But it, it won't be just, out till November, at least. I guess, unless it's it just a side deal. No way. Because you don't see High Republic here either, because that takes yeah. place oh, in that's the future. True. So, you know, you, you or the past. What am I saying? The future takes place in the, the past. I, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't have, like, a thing where they just have a High Republic, and somebody's just like, I hope that in the future somebody doesn't get frozen in carbonite, and then they have a big war about it. You have, well, to, you have to give props to Han, though. The war seems to be based on him. When he gets out of the car, somebody's got to tell him, give him props. You, you won't understand. And it's almost like the idea where you have like, you have those stories like a, a heavy metal band from the 80s ends up and they disband, you know, all of a sudden, thanks, Kurt Cobain, grunge hits. And now their hair metal band goes down. And then later they find out that they're huge in Japan. That's how <laughs> Han's going to be out. He's going to come out and they, oh, nobody cares about me. What? We had a freaking eight month event chasing your ass around. <laughs> oh my goodness! When I, uh, the funniest take I ever saw on Han was that the carbonite freezing ends up making you lose your balls because he became <laughs> such such a simp. I hate to say that term because that's what my son calls me. But afterwards, he was a little bit not as rough around the edges. I've I been hearing that, that word a lot. I never yeah, knew what I it was. That. I still am not cl- not clear on it one hundred percent. But. Here. This is my deal because, again, I used it only and it made me lit because that's what my son, my one of five sons calls me this. And and I, what do you mean? Because Tanya will do something, go crazy, whatever. And 
I'll like, don't worry. We're just going to wipe the slate clean. We're not going to worry. About and you're such mm-hmm. a simp. You let her like, and I said, well, what's this? Oh, it's somebody who, uh, you know, makes his wife feel better. I'm like, I don't know that you're describing this in a way that is a negative here. I don't understand. How is it well, negative? I don't get that either. You love I, and admire your wife. So I guess you, it's you know. that I, he thinks I'm not standing up for myself. <laughs> but the problem is, as a little deal. I am standing up for myself because he doesn't understand just the hell that I'll go through in the next couple <laughs> of weeks if I, if I don't like that is st- I don't get this. Uh, but also, yeah, God forbid I love my wife and yeah. his mother. Right. Yep, exactly. And I, and I say that, too. And I said, you know, and, and then I have to bring up, well, if this is the case, I think I'm a simp with you as well, because I let you get away with nonsense because I don't want to, you know, I want him to be his own person and stuff, but he does tend to get a little crazy sometimes himself. <laughs> so, all right, that's the end. I, I have a feeling that by now people are so angry with us about this. That's what, again, if this was something where we were talking 10 years ago, 15 years ago, or whatever. I wouldn't think that. I would think that people would like, okay, well, they'll say, hey, Jim and Matt, they're not that down with this yet, whatever. We'll see what's going on. But now it's like the minute that you hear somebody have a different opinion on anything Star Wars, you end up, you're at war. You draw the line and everybody's trying to strangle each other. And we got to get away from I, it. I, I, you know. I, I didn't give my score yet, but I'll say no, seven. I'll say I actually seven. didn't get mine seven. either. I think you said seven, didn't you? No. I, well, I said to you beforehand because I'm lower now Oh, uh, because I gave a seven five on the oh. site. And I'm down to a 6.5. I'm down well, to a 6.5 with the idea that I'm still looking forward to this. And I hope it's great. I just think that this was a shoved-in um, way to start. I'm going with a 7. And the reason why is because in the past, I think we've been kind of burned on some of these alpha and beta yeah, issues yeah. or whatever they are. Omega, I don't know what the second one is. But mm-hmm. these alpha issues, it's not the true start. So I don't want to no, get too worked up about it until the, the actual thing, first though, issue kicks off. Usually I'll go with that if it was like, hey, let's see what Boba did back in the day. And but the thing is, I don't like this forced deal of Boba really messing up in a way that I don't think he'd mess up to end up losing Han's body. I, I just don't see that. I don't see it as being something. I can that see Mandalorian do. doing that. I don't see Boba doing it. Yeah, and then rubbing his temple there, like kind of, I, it, it did throw me off. It yeah. threw me off because that it really does. And by the end, again, after you mentioned the Mandalorian. And then I'll see, yeah, yeah, it, it does feel like you, you're going full out with that, whether it was an intentional or not. Maybe Charles Sewell's writing this and he's like trying to get the flavor and thinking that, okay, I don't want to be something that this fan hates or whatever. Everybody loves the Mandalorian. Let me try to get mm-hmm. into that mode. And you could say in this new expanded universe with not a lot of Boba Fett, I mean, there really isn't. Uh, giving us a Boba Fett that he could say, this is Boba Fett. You don't know because I'm the one who's doing this now. That's That's why we like some of these. I just don't need to have, I mean, pretty much even we were talking before. I mean, I don't need to have, uh, you know, Mando being almost a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone because they should be different. And I don't take the idea that Boba is like, I actually, and it's funny too, because the idea like, why do you think he doesn't paint the, the Beskar in a better way, right? Why mm-hmm. doesn't he spruce it up a bit? Because I think that he, looks like he's crap. proud of that. Yeah. I think he's, that he's, he's proud of the scratches he's and, this, proud and all that. Of, and it's also, you know, we see his, his quote, father's, you know, helmet, all yeah. these things going on. So why would he want to put. But he painted on? that. That's what I'm saying. And why would he, yeah. And why would he want to. And I think that. 
it's it's almost the idea. I mean, it, it's a weird way to say it, and it might seem a little grandiose, but but his armor and its damage is the struggle. Th- that's what he's gone through. And I don't know that. And also, what made me laugh too is okay, you spray painted it black, dude. I want to. I wanted to see him washing it down. Now, just give me a montage of him there at the, you know, trying to get <laughs> that scene. paint off. Yeah, either that or I. I don't know why, but I assume that he's in the space car wash, and they set him down. <laughs> and he's like going through, and he's like, "Ooh, I, I need a waxing." But afterwards, maybe touch up the armor. <laughs> you painted over it now. I don't know why the other paint doesn't come off because that is just paint. So uh, it must not be, or it'd be funny. He goes back. And, you know, Bib Fortuna meets him somehow out, and he's just pressure washing him. Uh, He he goes to a bikini car wash. Just the idea. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, bikini car wash. That's all I mean. (laughs) You got the bikini car wash. You got a bunch of Twilight dancing ladies and guys. (laughs) There you go. They're doing it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, And one of those aliens was the one that was the singer. Uh-huh. Uh, in the deal uh, was the ticket taker or whatever when he went yeah, to that the tournament. You know, so, yeah, so with that, um, you know what? You know what? Uh, I'll even <laughs> go further than this. I actually wish he stayed in the black armor for now. I, mm-hmm. I thought that that was a pretty cool look. It changes things up and maybe he thinks that this is a better way to do it. Like maybe I can kind of, I don't know who he's fooling. I can imagine him coming back and uh, there's Dengar and Dengar's like, hey, Bubba, he's like, what? Dengar, how do you know it's me? Django. Boba? <laughs> Who is Boba? <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'd even think it better. He goes back, there's Dengar. And Dengar's like, oh my God, who are you? Oh, he's like, oh, this is great. When he leaves, he's like on the phone, hey, everybody, uh, Boba's playing games. <laughs> he thinks that I don't understand that it's him, but it's him. He's in black armor. Boom. So. You could, yeah, you know, what I, I was thinking you could have had him. Um, the guy told him it was going to disappear after a day or whatever. Yeah, the paint, yeah, yeah. And that's ne- what it happened. If it never came off, <laughs> oh, that would be. Funny. And then he he ended up killing or the no, guy over. Oh, it, or it's like the idea of disappearing ink it doesn't quite fully yeah, disappear. It, it doesn't fully disappear. And, that, and like Boba's pissed, gun. you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's again uh, the other thing that you you have so many things in this that are just to get to a point, but then not mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like really, you had that fight. The gladiatorial, it really did nothing. I mean, it did nothing for any part of the Did you story. ever think for once he was going to lose? No, and it's just the idea, even if he did, he was going to lose in a way that you would hope he'd still be able to pay or get put. But the thing is, not only did the fight not mean anything because it was just to get the doctor to help and fix the cut, but if he got back and Han was gone. So it really didn't mean anything. But, but Han nothing. was fixed, though. He Maybe. was fixed. No, that's I think he was. Thing. If you look, he doesn't have that rust on but him But that's the thing. That's an art thing that yeah, I saw true. a panel at one point. Like, I needed to see that was the case. Like, you have to tell us this as well. I know yeah. that it was very obvious and the art should be telling that. But why? That's why I said, was he listening on AM radio? Did it? Because the whole concept of this was, I will not fix him until you do what I need to do. But you don't have much going on where, you know, I actually thought at one point it was Boba. Call, hey, I won. Get to it. Okay, well, she's dead. Let's let's go. You know, I, I might want proof of death, but that's fine. I'll get because he could just go up. But what did Boba just go up while he's doing the fixing? Why doesn't Boba just hang out, go to a strip club, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, do a little shopping and then come back and say, it's you know, hey, you didn't kill. Who cares? Shoot you dead. And then go and take them. You fix them. Why would he fix them when he needed to? It just, 
it's all set up in a forced way to just get going. And yeah, so I don't want to keep bitching. Well, that was my my one strike against this. Against this, I love the art by McNiven, but yeah, the art's great. The, he di- he didn't do a very good job of drawing him in carbonite, though. I thought no, he looked a no. little melty looking. Yeah. Yeah, he's there. Too much detail or something. I just, I again, why tell him it was Han? That, that Why leave the body with him if you know that he won't do it until you've completed your task anyway? Mm-hmm. So have that there. I, I'm telling you, even show like some crazy deal. Crazy ass deal. He goes to fight in this tournament. He doesn't know he's going to win. He's confident he's going to. But when he dies, maybe you end up having him call. I don't know. I think of Dengar. But have him call somebody else. Like, listen. I'm going to be in this tournament. If I die, I'm going to leave a, a time message where I'll show you where you can get in, in you know, have mm-hmm. at it, have fun. This is my will. I'm going to give you that if it doesn't work or, it, you know, go and I'll pay you. To, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how you would have him leave it with the doctor, but he does. He's rushed, I guess. He's, he's not and, thinking straight. And was he um, stabbed? Was he stabbed by the spider monster? Yeah, and it looked like, like it ran right through. All the way through his body, yeah, into his, right his backpack. Well, you know, he's Boba. <laughs> I think that it was. It pierced the, the Beskar armor. I don't believe yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's true. No chance. Five out of ten. No, I, I'm still going oh, the six, five, but. I'm seven. My last thing again, I'm going to repeat what I said at one point. <laughs> uh, just the idea. I understand you want to, you haven't had Boba, you want to show him a badass, but then you show him a badass, but also show him not to be a badass in the same deal. And I do think that this is the setup to have him almost be the, you know, you have to, if it's going to go to October and you're going to have all these things, you're going to have to have some things go wrong for Boba Fett. This might be the hint that he doesn't think things as much as I thought that he doesn't think things really does this because I always thought like Boba's not a real emotional guy when he's doing some things either. And so I always thought he was very technical, very much the best of the best with that. And, uh, I mean, he was the only one who actually, like, even that Darth Vader thinks that he's just going to disintegrate people, which I wish we would have had more in this, not just beheadings, because remember, no disintegration. (laughs) And he's also the only badass who's going to talk back to, you know, Darth, even if it's being nice. Nobody else is opening their mouth. Dengar, he has to have that toilet paper wrapped around his head because he just crapped his pants. The minute that Darth Vader walked in (laughs) and then you have like, you know, Bosk and all these others, they're worried about it. I I would love to see somebody make up a a video of that just to see the nonsense that all of them are thinking at that point. And you know that Boba's the only one thinking about the job. Everybody else. I'm going to go eat some flies. I think somebody was saying IG-88, he needs an oil bath. But yeah, all this stuff. (laughs) Forlom and Zuckus. Yeah, Forlom and Zuckus are just thinking Forlom and Zuckus shit. They, they, I, yeah, that's all they care about, right? He's that, got that's um, their deal. He's got Forlom's uh, head in his hand in the next in the first issue. Yeah, he's like yeah, decapitated or something. Yeah. And that's we'll see if that odd, happens. Right? Hopefully, it um, does. Actually, it'd be funny. Forlom and Zuckus the whole time are are bad mouthing each other in their in their heads. Mm-hmm. Like it's like what kind of name is Forlom at the same time? Forlom, what kind of name is Zuckus? <laughs> just nuts. But yeah. Uh, that's that. <laughs> this is a little longer than I thought we were going to go. But, hey, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Even if you did enjoy this, this is just the alpha. Even if you didn't, I'm still looking forward to this. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I'll admit by the end, even though this issue, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm actually looking a little more forward to get going because I want to get to the meat of it now. Mm-hmm. This issue, and we're not. We're going to go through a bunch of preludes and the individual stories. But at least we're going to see the setups for each of those books. I'm excited about it. It's just so long. That it, it kind of gets me a little intimidated by the whole thing. And knowing we're just going to be talking about this 
till October is it's insane. Well, football season by then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least we record on a Friday. Yeah. Because the Sundays, they're, they're off limits then uh, during the football season. I though, agree. I will admit, not not as hype this year. I, I don't know if it's the shutdown after last year's season and pretty much the Eagles. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna struggle for a bit, but I'm kind we of got excited. a good pick though. We got a good yeah, pick. we did, and uh, you know I'm I'm looking forward to the the post Carson Wentz deal because I, I've told people online all along where people around the country or world even that think that this was something where the Philadelphia fans were crying in their weedies uh, when Carson Wentz. That most aren't most aren't at all, I'm and not. I had, I I had no connection to him. I thought I did at first, uh, and I'm not even talking the stuff Super Bowl. And, you know, him getting injured in foals. I'm not even talking. I'm talking about after that, just his attitude here and just the way he carried himself and things that you not even just heard, but just the way in the game deal kind of reminded me of back in the day with Rodney Pete, where people were like, hey, he's their quarterback, but I, I don't really care. Rodney Pete had that bad thing. Even uh, McNabb had it a bit where the people who nervously laugh after they mess up, that gets it. I'm not saying Carson. I said, uh, but that's McNabb so annoying. Was horrible for that. That it's so bad with yeah. that when you end up having because he's joking feeling, around in the huddle. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's there's McNabb who had the jitters every big game comes out playing air guitar mm-hmm. before you're like, I don't need that. <laughs> I need you to not throw <laughs> up in the huddle, pal. And I was a McNabb fan, uh, but Carson Wentz, I never, I never got connected to him. So whether or not he's good or whatnot, I think that it was time for both to move on, and. As a Philadelphia fan, I'm not going to say that I hope he does well because I'm a Philadelphia fan yep. <laughs> and I'm a jerk. So we'll see how it goes. But he needed that change of scenery. Go to Frank Reich. That's like his guru, it seemed, in the NFL. So you have all that little little uh, football talk at the end. But, yeah, yeah you say this. I, I get to – I think I'll, it'll take to that th- – like that third the, the third preseason game. Then, then I'll be fired up. Well, we get an extra game this season too. Yeah, I know. Again, though, that's like the thing I'm, I'm starting to feel with the shutdown and like baseball even or hockey, especially because I'm a huge hockey fan. I'm starting to feel a disconnect mm-hmm. with all of it going on right now because I don't have the time to, to keep up with it. That's football. I'll be able to, though. That's the one thing. I'll just I'll just be a Bills fan with Brandon. That's what I'll do. I was rooting for them last year for Brandon. But, Me too. Yeah, so we'll see. All this football talk, Star Wars talk, all the stuff that we love. But thanks, everybody. And if you want to tell us we're wrong, you want to yell at us, say, I don't see this as looking like the Mandalorian setup. You can go over to Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Also, if you want to hear, you know, us go through, especially with this big event coming on. I mean, I said we record on a Friday. I end up editing it usually by Friday night, and it goes up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash science that day early so you get a deal and plus a lot of other marvel comics podcasts including a bonus store show that's on a couple week hiatus because i have to end up doing a little bit of a scheduling change with my man pete from nyc because mondays okay. are not good for him anymore because the son's playing little league baseball and he's coaching and stuff so we haven't done that in a couple weeks but we'll be back to doing that possibly next week we're working on that Plus all sorts of Marvel, DC, indie comics deal. We have books of the month, podcast characters, all that stuff. So, and then there you go. one last thing, as your doctor, I just wanted to check in and make sure. Yeah, you're, yeah, uh, yeah. How are you doing? I'm, you doing okay? I'm terrible. I still right. feel like crap. You get some rest because uh, I got I got the vaccination. I got the first vaccination shot for people that didn't know, and I had COVID, 
You warned me that the second shot would hit hard. That was the rumor, or at least the anecdotal <laughs> evidence. Eric Shea on the DC podcast thought that that he's the, the you know why he's the worst <laughs> is he hears me say something that you said. He has less info, but says that that can't be true, but yet has no info why it, he just goes the opposite way. But they say just, he is, but he's also the idea where if I say anything, he thinks that I, he, first off, he thinks that you said, oh, I heard that that second shot's a doozy. And then I made up things in my mind because I'm a hypochondriac, which I can be, but not something like this, not something of a shot. And then I get it. And then I get hit hard and I got hit hard. I, I, it, it knocked me out for a couple of days, but just as a side deal for me, myself and I, not anybody else. So don't say this is political or get on my butt. Mm-hmm. I will be getting the second shot because you should. I mean, mm-hmm. I went, even if you get the idea where I went and got the first shot, what the hell am I not going to get the second shot for? Even if I was forced to get the first, I will be getting the second shot. And I, I don't care if I get, I won't, don't want to say deathly ill, but if I get really ill again for three, four days. It's worth it. Yeah. And it's worth it. Not for me. It's worth it for my family and my mm-hmm. friends and everybody else. And uh, I said this already on a podcast. I'm selfish. I, I want to be able to get out and about and go to my sushi place that's shut down <laughs> and will not open until we get You had to make your own open. sushi. I did. I made my own it. sushi last night. And I ended up eating 23 rolls of spicy tuna. <laughs> and I almost threw up. Take that. <laughs> Take that, COVID. I, I'm telling you that. And it's awesome. I mean. How we made that, the thing that I showed you, I sent you a picture of my sushi plate. You, you yeah. notice it was on styrofoam. We're very fancy. Uh, the idea that that was the first attempt. By the end, because we ended up making about 100 rolls. Wow. And that was the They got really good by the end. And right before we went to bed last night, we ran off and bought more stuff to make stuff today with salmon. And we're going to make some uh Imitation crab stuff with like a, a thing because Tanya won't eat raw fish, my wife. So we're going to make her like an imitation crab with avocado and cucumber. It's great. And, and if you don't know, just look up sushi bazooka. And then if you like sushi, do yourself a favor and buy it because whatever they say it does, it's true. It works great. It's awesome. You can right out of the box without any sort of deal. You can make pretty good. You know, it's not going to be I, I'm no, you know. What's that guy that they had that big, uh, they had the documentary of him dreaming of sushi. You know, I'm not going to be that, but it's good enough. Just don't make 100 rolls of the same exact one, because when you eat 20 of them, it it tends to get a little too much. (laughs) All all just spicy tuna. That's all we made. And we made it because we didn't know how much it would make. It made so much. It costs like 10 bucks on Amazon. Maybe I'll get one. It's it's awesome. We got a yeah. kit. I'll, I'll send you the deal. The kit that I got, because eventually, if, if anybody knows about sushi making, eventually you'll end up using a bamboo roller. Yeah. Is what they, that's the traditional. Uh, the way that they set up this bazooka, I think that they want you to get the kit and they don't want you to be discouraged right away. So you start with the bazooka, which pretty much makes it very, very easy and almost, yeah, I say perfect, but you know, for what we do. And then, you keep using that and then give a little whirl with bamboo and eventually we're going to start doing this All kit. bamboo. This kit came for it with two bamboo mats, uh, a knife, which I'll say that it's sharp because when Logan got out of the box, he cut himself. Uh, <laughs> the, the sushi bazooka, also chopsticks and I believe chopstick holders. And it was like 
15 bucks, 16 bucks for all of that. So it was well worth it. And we're loving it. We're, we're going to make sushi every day. Logan's dream was to be able to wake up at 3 a.m. and have a chef that would make him sushi. This is like his only dream. Uh, but now I said, well, we don't need the butler or the chef, whatever. We, we have it in. We still have two rolls that we have to cut <laughs> that uh, we're going to cut today. And that's the spicy tuna still. We're going to give that to the other kids. They, they can have that nonsense. We're making some good stuff today. So, yeah, we're all fired up. But, you know, there's a little extra, extra bonus talk. Nice. But, yeah, in fact. I have to go because I have to go make the sushi because we have to take my wife to the doctor and we want to get it done and then put it in the refrigerator to get cold enough to cut better and then come home and eat it for dinner. So, and I got the wasabi. I got it all. Got a you, you inspired sauce. me. You inspired me. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. You'll love it. Even if it's just one of those things that you do just for fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like cooking, but this is something different that like I never in my mind thought I'd be making sushi at home. And doing it, it's, it could be a hobby. I, I actually, Logan's already thinking he's going to set up what he thinks would work, the roadside sushi cart or something. I'm like, I don't, this is not like, that's his idea of selling lemonade. And I said, well, we'll, we'll put a couple of the bet, you know, sushi, but we'll put the one S backwards, right? We'll turn his head. We'll do the Bart Simpson deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I said, I don't think people are buying sushi on the side of the road. Uh, but, you know, there's weirder things happening. I, I was buying sushi at Walmart at one point because I was so desperate. And that stuff sucks because it's frozen and it's never right. But yeah, so there's the sushi talk. And I think, isn't it like Yuri dreams of sushi? I, I wish I, it was a thing I, I loved at one point. I can't remember. Uh, supposedly that if, if you are familiar with that, the guy's son became an alleged jerk. And that's just my little last bit of tidbit. But thanks everybody. Thanks <laughs> after all this. Uh, yeah, go off to our, Again, I got to say it again because we took so long, but go off to our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics, follow us, we'll follow you back, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. I may have a sushi podcast coming up. I, I would love to. And also our website, weird science, marvelcomics.com. Check out news, previews, and reviews. But, and including my early preview or review of this, which I was a little more positive at that point. The more I read it, it kind of was poking holes, and then you had to bring up Mandalorian. And ruin it all for me. But thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. And we will talk to you next week, which no is problem. next week is Star Wars. So we'll go to the prelude uh, in the next Star Wars issue. So see you then, everybody. <laughs>